Welcome to the Apprentice to CEO podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take your business idea and growing it into something you can be proud of. As with any job or trade, we start as apprentices, but with hard work and vision, we can grow into CEOs. Each podcast will come with worksheets and other links to valuable resources, so don't forget to check the show notes. I'd also like to thank BCIT and BC Campus for the grant that is making this podcast possible. This podcast and all the worksheets attached carry a CC by Creative Commons license, so feel free to use as much as you need. Let's get started. In this episode, we'll be discussing the importance of having a business plan or a venture plan as it's sometimes called. Now, before we do that, it's important that we define exactly what is a business plan. Well, a business plan is a plan written by an entrepreneur showing how they manage and direct new businesses to get to certain goals. It's a basic roadmap. Why have one? Well, you wouldn't build a house without a blueprint and a pilot wouldn't fly without a a flight map. So why doesn't every single entrepreneur have a written strategy to serve as a guide through the ups and downs of business building? There's a few things that they help do. Number one, a business plan can help clarify direction. It basically lays out exactly what the business is and what it hopes to be over time. It can consist of just a simple description of your business and service. It also should contain a detailed description of who your ideal customer is. And this can be laid out in an avatar profile. In the show notes, make sure you go through and you open up the avatar profile. It's just a worksheet that shows you how to figure out exactly who your niche client is. And we've discussed this in previous episodes, especially the episode on research how important it is to go out and figure out exactly who your clients are so that you know how you can best serve them and best market to them. It helps provide future vision for your company. It allows you to have goals that your business can reach for. It helps you to be ready to adapt over time and factor future growth, and it establishes benchmarks for your company to work towards. A business plan can also attract financing. A comprehensive business plan shows whether or not a business has the potential to make a profit. It helps you set up a cash flow projection and gives you an idea of how your money works in the company. A business plan can also help manage your company. It helps hold you and your partners accountable to your vision. It conveys the organizational structure of your business and helps ensure that your business is on course. It's something that is written down and there's so much power in writing things down. We have ideas in our head, but that's all they are is ideas until we physically put them onto paper or type them onto a computer screen, then it becomes more real. And from there, you have something that can hold you and your partners accountable. Now again, business plans, much like any other thing, much like say your your vision statement, can change over time and they should be revisited at least every year. It helps you prepare for contingencies. Now, planning helps anticipate for surprises as much as possible. Adjustments are already worked out before the issues arise, and it helps iron out the kinks before you even go on your first call or get your first client. It helps you figure out worst-case scenarios. Now, there will always be something that comes out of left field that you did not expect to see. And a business plan, for the most part, won't be able to help you with that. But there are some things that come along during, say, when we have businesses that ebb and flow or have like a busy season and a slow season, well, then what can happen is you can account for that in your business plan. Say you have a business that you know that during the Christmas season, you're very busy, but during the summer season, you're not. That should be reflected in your business plan as to how you're going to provide for your business to compensate for that. Now, let's look over exactly what goes into a business plan. 
There's the overview. This allows the reader to understand the basics of your new business idea immediately just by reading it. So keep it short. What are you selling? Where are you selling it? Who is your market? Who are your competitors? And what is your competitive edge? You can lay this out and this will be laid out in the show notes as well. There'll be a template that you can use to work from for a business plan. Now, number one, your description of service. You create a detailed description of the service you're planning to sell. Keep it short. Generally, you want to keep it around one paragraph. Then you go into your hours of operation. Hours of operation of business, days of the week that your business is available. Do you have some sort of on-call service? Is it 24-7? These are the things, again, that you need to decide before you actually go out and start running your business. Your geographic reach. How far are you willing to travel? And this is specifically to those in the service industry. How far is your promotional reach? That's what's going to help determine that. Regulatory compliances. Discuss any certifications or other regulations required to provide for your service, such as if you are a tradesperson, then you're looking at having a Red Seal certification. Do you have other certifications needed? Are there business licenses that you need to obtain for you to participate in the business that you have? Insurances. Discuss any insurances that you will have to obtain for your business. Some examples would be your workers' compensation, liability insurance, tool coverage, auto insurance, all those types of insurances and or bonding that you may possibly need to run your business. The market. In this section, you will have to provide an answer to the question of who will pay for your service or product. Describe the nature and extent of the demand for your service and don't make generalizations not supported by research. That's why we go back to that other episode about research. It's so important to do your primary research to talk to real people. If you do secondary research, provide evidence of that in your business plan. Make sure you have references that are referenced back to where you've gotten this information from. Next, you want to provide a profile of the market. This basically puts a face on the market. It describes who the market is and why you've selected it. And this is what we call the avatar profile. So in this avatar profile, there's two types that you could consider having. There's a business-to-customer profile outline and a business-to-business customer profile outline. A business-to-customer is when you're dealing with one individual as opposed to a whole business. Some of the things that you want to look at with your avatar profile is the demographics, so the typical age of your clients, the location of where they might be, their occupations, their annual incomes, their frequency of purchases. Those are the types of things that you want to start considering now because you want to put a face to who your clients are going to be. Then you want to look at their challenges. What do they need you for? And their pain points. What are some of the things that are frustrating to them that you could come in and help solve? Another very important thing when we're building out our avatar is their objection to sale. Why would they say no to buying a product or a service from you? That's so very important because from there, you can come up with an answer. And so what is your response to that objection? And these are the things, again, that you want to put into your business plan. Where are they getting their source of information? Are they reading books? Are they going to magazines? Are they on websites? Are they social media? Which social media would your niche market or your target market hang out in? So that's your business to client or business to customer profile. A business to business avatar is very similar. The demographics, now you're looking at the type of industry the location of that industry, the annual income, and the frequency of purchase. Again, you're talking about the challenges and the pain points. So what is their present challenge and what are their possible future needs? Again, really determine what is their objection to sale? Why would they say no to you? 
and then come up with a response to that objection. And look in again to their sources of information. Are there conference and trade shows? Are there trades publications? Are there websites, social media? Again, where are these people hanging out? Next, like we've talked about in a previous episode, you want to talk about the buying checklist. What are some factors that are important to the market in making this decision? And you want to put in the implications of that. So just like we did in an exercise in the buying checklist episode that we had, you want to take that table and possibly go ahead and put it into your business plan. Same thing goes for the buying process. What process does the market follow in buying? Identify those four stages, the awareness, the investigation, the purchase, and the payment. Lay those out and each step must be detailed. You want to maybe possibly again take that table that we built in a previous episode, the buying process table, and place that in your business plan as well. Another thing that you want to put into your business plan is your competition. Describe who your competitors are and what your competitive edge is. You want to analyze the strengths and weaknesses of the competition. And some would say is to go so far as to build a SWOT analysis. You want to look for the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats. And in a future episode, we'll go through a SWOT analysis in detail. Your direct competitors should be the focus. You want to look for companies that offer the same benefits, that would be selling to the same customers, and probably have a similar company to yours, but may have been in business a bit longer. You want to not go after the big fish. You want to go after the people that are actually going to be your direct competitors. If I was to say, decide that I was opening up a small convenience store on the corner, I wouldn't be going after 7-Eleven or Max. I would be going after the small mom and pop convenience stores. Those are the ones that I would look at as my actual competition. Now, characteristics to consider with your competitors are the length of time in business, who their major customers are, their reputation, their pricing, their services, their appearance, and their marketing approach. Assess the strengths and weaknesses of your competition. Look for areas of common strengths and common weaknesses. And to be honest, not enough companies and business people do this. They identify larger companies possibly as their competitors, but they don't take the time to analyze who the competitors are that are out there right now, especially those that are playing in the same ballpark as you. What that can allow you to do is to see how they're doing things well, and you can go ahead and emulate those things and see where they're falling down and make that an area of strength for your own company. Now, you also want to look at your competitive edge. You never want to try to attack your competition where it's strong. You only want to go where they're weak. So you want to try to build a competitive edge where the competition is weak and your market cares enough about your edge to buy from you instead of your competition. Another section of your business plan would be your marketing plan. How are you going to get the market to buy your service? You don't want to just pick one tactic and focus on that. You have to use more than one tactic because what if one tactic doesn't work? You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Don't just do a laundry list. Don't say things like, in my company, I'm going to have a website, I'm going to network, hopefully word of mouth, and social media. You want to dig into that. You want to say, okay, if I want to have a website, what kind of website? What's it going to look like? Is it just going to be there as a gallery for my products, or am I going to have an e-commerce attached to it? Those are the sort of things you want to start thinking about. When will it launch? What is it used for? How will you drive market to the site? You want to go ahead and start thinking through all those things with your marketing. And again, in a future episode, we have two episodes dedicated to marketing and branding coming up. Make sure you check those out because we'll discuss a lot about the importance of having a marketing plan. Now, pricing. 
you need to describe your pricing approach. Trying to show comparison of your prices to those of your competitors. If lower than your competitors, will this affect the way your product or service is perceived? You don't want to be the lowest lowest price in the room. There are people start to wonder as to why, but you also don't want to be the highest because you're just going to mark, price yourself out of the market. You've got to find that sweet spot. Then you want to lay out your organization and your business plan. You want to list your relevant skills and expertise. You want to explain the ownership and legal structure of the business. Typically, you want to throw in a bit of a biography. So a biography for your company, I would say probably two paragraphs at maximum. You could build it off your resume or CV. Describe your expertise and your experience within that. What form of organization will you be using? Tell the reader what form you've chosen. Are you choosing proprietorship, partnership, corporation? Which form is the one that you're looking at using? Now, the ownership, if it's a proprietorship, remember that you are the owner. If you're looking at doing an incorporation or if you're talking about a partnership, you need to list out who is are the major shareholders and what percentage that they own of the company. And the last thing that you might want to consider in your business plan is having a cash flow projection. So basically you're determining through a cash flow, and we'll discuss this in a later episode, how much money is needed to start your venture. You want to work out what your working capital requirements are and your door opening costs. Where will the startup funds come from? What sales, costs, working capital, and cash flow will occur because of this plan? Those, that's the basic framework for a business plan. Again, look in the show notes. There is going to be a template there for you to build off of. But the biggest thing that a business plan can do, and yes, it provides direction, but it also allows you to reflect on where your business is going and what you want it to be. As opposed to just going fly by the seat of your pants and decide that, okay, one day you're running a business and next day you go for it. This forces you to figure out what steps you need to have in place before you even begin to open the doors. Now that's all for this week. As always, please make sure you check the show notes. Please take the time to go through these resources that are available. Take the minutes to hours or whatever it takes to sit down and reflect. If you need to go back to the podcast, listen to it over and over again, hit pause along the way, just to kind of get the ideas of where you're at. Now, there's so much value in all of this, and those who take the time to plan do well with their business. That's all we have for this week. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.